In the fall of 2020, I received a bundle of transcripts with a note asking me to speak for the dead when they themselves cannot. I do not know what these stories contain, but I am asking you not to fear. Though the dead may speak through us, they can do us no harm. These are the Graveyard Chronicles. Transcript 10. The Date. I never really liked dating. A couple of times in high school, my friends set me up with one of their friends, but it was never much of a success. The boy in question would usually turn up in grease-stained jogging pants and invite me out for a fast food dinner where he talked incessantly about something I had absolutely no interest in. But I decided that once I went to uni, things would be different. I would be more careless, daring. I'd invite guys out and go to parties and have a lot of fun. During rush week, I spotted this really cute guy. Curly hair, dimples, oversized shirts. We didn't talk at first. Every time I gathered enough courage to go over to him, one of my friends would turn up and drag me off. Once classes started, I'd almost forgotten about him. Or, I hadn't forgotten about him exactly, but I was pretty sure that there was a very slim chance that I'd get a chance to talk to him, or even see him again. It was a large university, and I had no idea what he studied. But for once, I was lucky. Our first day of class, I walked into the lecture room and sat down, taking out my books from my backpack. And, when I looked up, there he was. Brown curls falling down over his face, smiling. He was in the seat right next to mine. I don't think we've probably met, have we? He said. I'm Caleb. Regina, but everyone calls me Reggie. Class started and we spent the next 45 minutes trying to stay focused on Professor Munty's lecture on iambic pentameter and Shakespeare's sonnets. After class, Caleb put a hand on my shoulder when I was about to walk out of the door. Are you doing anything tonight? I blushed red. My face felt uncomfortably hot. Um, no, not really. Great, he flashed a smile. Then let's go to the cinema. Well, if, if you want to. I'd love to. We decided that he'd pick me up from my dorm room at eight. I was so excited. I couldn't concentrate for the rest of the day. My friends asked me if I wanted to study with them after class, but I was way too busy planning the perfect outfit for the evening with Caleb. I spent hours picking out a dress, doing my hair and makeup and breathing exercises, so my heart could stop pounding so much and I wouldn't keep sweating because I was so nervous. Eight o'clock. I sat on my bed waiting, staring at my phone, waiting for Caleb to text me to say he was standing outside. But I didn't hear from him. I waited for 20 minutes before my phone rang. I picked it up. Caleb? Reggie, I'm so sorry I'm late. That's... Was it okay? No, it wasn't. Where are you? I'm by the bridge. Can you meet me there? By the bridge? What on earth are you doing there? I can't explain it right now. Just meet me there.
please. What about the cinema? We'll go to the cinema later. It all seemed pretty strange. I cast a glance out through my bedroom window. It was still bright outside. I guess it wouldn't hurt to go down to the bridge. If Caleb really wanted me to. Okay, I'll meet you there in ten minutes. Thanks, Reggie. And again, I'm so sorry. He hung up. I sighed. No trip to the cinema. A weird phone call. What a date. The bridge stretched across a meagre body of water, a short walk away from the university. Modernised sometime in the 1960s, it was practical and ugly in the extreme. Even the surrounding area of greenery and water was dull to look at. People rarely went there to admire the view. The benches on the bridge were reserved for drug deals and extramarital affairs. And yet, there I was. My bag sloped over my shoulder, walking onto the bridge and looking for Caleb. He hadn't specified where he'd be waiting for me, but the bridge wasn't very big, so I wasn't too worried. Still, to be on the safe side, I called him up. The line sounded strangely crackly when he picked up. Caleb? I'm at the bridge now. Reggie, I'm so... Hey, who are you now? Oh God, I think something is... Please, me, I just need to... Was it? Yes. Just... My body turned cold. I held the phone close to my ear as the tone rang out. Was Caleb messing with me? Slowly, I made my way to the closest bench and sat down, stared straight in front of me at the ugly bridge and the few people who walked past. Time passed slowly. I tried calling up Caleb again, but it went straight to voicemail. He was just messing around with me, getting me to go to that bridge and then attempting to scare me. Someone sat down next to me. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the figure of an old, scruffy-looking man, in a massive overcoat and with a hat pulled too far down, hiding his eyebrows. I ignored him, hoping he'd go away. But he turned towards me, smacked his lips and started to speak. You better go home before it gets dark. Was he threatening me? Or did he mean it in a nice way? I didn't reply. It's coming, you know. My curiosity got the better of me. I turned my head to look at the stranger. What's coming? The Watcher. He looked up towards the sky. It'll be here soon. I wanted to ask him what or who this Watcher was, but before I got the chance to open my mouth, there was a yell further down the bridge, and I turned to look for the cause of the sound. It had only been someone tripping over and falling. When I looked back at the bench, the man was gone. I stayed seated on the bench for over an hour. Maybe I was stupid to do that. I probably should have just gone back to my dorm. But the more time passed, the more concerned I became. That maybe Caleb's phone call hadn't just been part of some elaborate prank. Maybe he was in trouble. Everyone had left the bridge except for a man with a thin blanket who was snoring on a bench a few hundred yards away. 
after the first 30 minutes had passed, I'd pulled a novel out of my bag and started reading to pass the time. I was letting my eyes wander over the black letters on the page when I heard a high-pitched, piercing sound, like how you imagine dog whistles sound for dogs. My novel dropped to the ground. I covered my ears, closed my eyes. The sound didn't go away, only grew louder, more persistent. It went on like that for God knows how long. Then, the sound disappeared as suddenly as it had appeared. Cautiously, I opened my eyes and let my hands fall from my ears. Oh no, something was wrong. Something was very, very wrong. Looking over the bridge, everything was as it had been before the sound. But the colours of the benches, the lampposts, the sleeping man, they were in a violent sort of technicolour and they were vibrating as if I was looking at an old TV with a bad connection. I felt a headache coming on looking at it. Above me I felt a cold breeze tingling the hairs on my scalp. On the ground I could see the shadow of a figure looming over me. I looked up, opened my mouth, but I didn't know how to scream. Floating right above my head, there was the strangest creature I have ever seen. A sort of warped octopus, but instead of a body holding the tentacles in place, there was just this big, unblinking eye. Why is she? I find you is yellow. My mouth was still open. I wanted to close it, but I felt frozen. It was the same voice I'd heard when I talked to Caleb over the phone. I wanted to ask the creature if it knew what had happened to him, but all I managed to say was, Caleb? The eye blinked for the first time. It looked surreal, a massive eyelid closing down over the wet eyeball and then retracting again. What have you... I stopped to swallow. Done with him. One tentacle wrapped around my back, another around my waist. I looked behind the creature and locked eyes with the man on the other bench who had woken up. Help me, I mouthed to him. He pushed the blanket off and ran stumbling over his own legs, away from me. The creature raised me up into the air. What are you? The Watcher. I looked into the massive eye as the creature brought me closer and closer. I expected to see myself reflected in the pitch-black pupil, but instead I saw Caleb, his face distorted in a scream of terror with tears rolling down his cheeks.
For a moment, he opened his eyes and looked straight into mine, and I knew that he was in there. A flashing white light beamed out from the creature's eye, blinding me. The tentacles wrapped tighter around my body. Soon, my blood flow would stop. I tried to inhale, but my lungs had burst. Soon, the rest of me would be gone too. I should have stayed home. The Graveyard Chronicles is a podcast written and directed by Lizzie van Trambe. Subscribe to The Graveyard Chronicles wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Thank you for listening.